0: Well, I'm not a millennial. They know nothing about Office 365.
1: After a good single malt, you sound like one.
0: What can I get you guys? The usual podcast whiskey, something unique. This is a well-stacked bar. We've got a lot to cover, Steve, so let's pace ourselves.
1: Or an extra whiskey tonight for all those cloud technology heroes.
0: That's just an excuse. We are the heroes. What are you talking about?
1: Our podcast, Office Three Six Five Distilled. Ah, oh, Moraine, episode thirty-five. Here we go again.
0: Hey, buddy, what's wrong? Don't you like these 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 no. things anymore?
1: Oh, always like doing this, but it's been a depressing week.
0: Oh, you don't. You're not
1: sick or anything. No, no, just locked down, but that's okay, I can manage that. Listen, Microsoft, brain the size of a planet, and what do the Prats do? They take away the best feature in stream that I've ever seen. Which one is that? The one where it decides who's speaking and puts their face underneath the video when it runs.
0: Oh, that one, that one, yeah. the
1: bloody depreciated it, haven't they? Because apparently our favourite podcasters are not using it enough.
0: <laughs> yep it's all our fault
1: <laughs> probably <laughs> I mean, yeah no. i went to the stream team to get today and uh, and i kind of said guys you know you know that thing i've been telling you about in stream that does this and da, 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 da. microsoft are pulling it and they were really kind of unimpressed because they've never seen it before or they don't oh. think how bloody clever it is
0: oh that and that, that. Yeah. so you think it's our fault is that because we did so many dear jeff things in the Previous yeah. episodes? That now he's like, nope, okay, pulling it.
1: Jeff's revenge. <laughs> I'll, pull, I don't know. I'll pull the cool features from stream.
0: <laughs> oh, well. At, at At least there are a bunch of really cool features coming out.
1: I'm sure there are. And to be fair, I mean, I understand. They said, hey, it's not being used, so why should we support it? Mm -hmm. Why should we pay for all of that AI stuff that I'm fairly sure Microsoft have to pay for between different services? But it is a shame. It was dead impressive when you put a video up there with five or six voices, and within an hour you could really find your way through the video.
0: True. But then again, personally, I never used it, so... It it's cool, your it's, fault. It's cool to
1: demo it, but it's
0: I never really used it in, in the
1: practical <sighs> I'm side. not speaking to you anymore. You've taken away my favorite feature for lack of use. <laughs> nah, 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 oh nah, nah. no, oh no. But anyway, as
0: I said, there are a ton of really cool other functionalities that are coming out, so I'm pretty happy about some of these. Even <laughs> you're not you're really not gonna talk to me again. <laughs> so this is gonna be a super boring podcast. But then again
1: it's a solo cast.
0: Yeah. But then again, we've got brilliant whiskey to taste <gasps> later on. So I'm pretty sure you'll you'll be back for that one.
1: I'm not going much further than this, I tell you. <laughs> we have got a really special whiskey, haven't we? Oh yeah. This is uh it's another independent bottler. Um and uh, it goes back to 1990. Were you born in 1995? I, I was. <laughs> you wanker. Of course, I was. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so it was it? It was bottled in um, 95. So it's it's yeah. 95. So it's 20 years old. Yeah, that's. I'm a bit says. confused with this really, because normally when you have a 20 year old whiskey, then. It's been in the barrel for 20 years. hmm So we're saying that this has been in the barrel since 1995.
0: That's what it says, yeah. 95,
1: 2005, Stated age, two t-
0: yeah, 20
1: years old. 1995. I just got a little confused because it uh, wasn't that clear. So yes, we had to go to a special auction to get this. So it was... Uh, uh, just a one barrel with uh, with very few bottles left, and uh, we managed to get a sample of it.
0: We got it!
1: We got it, yes. Yes. Yes, it was in the vault. The vault opens once a month, and uh, we managed to get some samples of some really quite nice Scottish whiskey. in today. Yep. We are doing one from the Tobermory Distillery. Which is a very special place for us because it's probably got one of the best whiskies we've ever tasted from there.
0: Absolutely. Still one of is my favorites. Which called
1: the... Lecce. Lecce. There you go. Do it the right there way. Yes. Yeah. But it's not the smoked one, this isn't. No. So, is it? No. no. Tobermory <laughs> label is the non-smoked one. And we started talking about whiskey a little early. There ah, we go. Ah,
0: well. Ooh-hoo. Yeah,
1: but you're right, that stops me being depressed, just frustrated for the next 50 minutes, why I have to look at it and not drink it.
0: <laughs> Maybe we can make this one very short.
1: Yes, and so that was search, brilliant, <laughs> now then, what are we going to talk <laughs> I'm about next?
0: Podcast. So, oh, done, yeah, no, 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 because for once we really, we, we actually discussed it yesterday, we actually know what we're going to talk about for once.
1: Yes, all <laughs> I need to do is remember my old brain. He <laughs> well. says switching over to WhatsApp. Oh, oh, I, think oh. We, I think we should uh, tell people why we know because we're actually going to. Um, I'm just going past my images and my cracked screen on my Surface Book, which was. Uh, oh yeah, you tried there.
0: some uh, DIY on your Surface Book to change the 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 battery in there. <sighs>
1: Yeah, and that didn't quite work out, but there you go. So it what happened? You to you cracked thing. the screen? I cracked the screen, oh. yes, I cracked the screen.
0: But then again, okay. you're, you're hooking it up to another monitor, so you don't really need that screen anymore.
1: Yeah, but the problem is because the battery is blown in the, the uh, Surface Book, um, it actually is pressurizing the keyboard, It's pressurizing the circuit board and it's making the video card go wobbly. So I really needed to take the battery out. And let's be fair, so everybody else knows, uh, this product, you are not supposed to change the battery yourself. Just in case anybody decides to go and blow themselves up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as my laptop uh, had already got a a screen that was kind of coming apart because of the battery expanding, I decided that I'd risk the investment and, and have a play really and it turned out to be a disaster. And the four-letter word echoed around the office. Uh-huh. The really frustrating thing was what you have to do is these screens are glued on, yeah? So you have to get a, a hairdryer, and you kind of have to warm up the metal till it's just too hot to touch. And then you kind of ease this special tool underneath the screen and basically go around very gently, easing it off the um, uh, the magnesium frame. Okay. And I'd kind of got... 82.5 percent of the way round, <laughs> and uh and it was getting a little bit stuck around the powerpoint and all of a sudden
0: <laughs> so no.
1: 80 so anybody that can beat 82.7 percent has done better than me
0: yeah pigs already didn't happen okay
1: yeah but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and flying and pigs they do come to mind i agree mm-hmm. All right. So we were talking about search yesterday because we have to create some search sessions, don't we? We are speaking Absolutely. in what should have been Las Vegas. Ah.
0: So for years, I've been trying to get a speaking gig in Vegas. And for once, now we get in and now it's all virtual. Oh, ah. ah, well,
1: there you go. That's oh, well. uh, forever remember coronavirus for uh, for screwing up the ability to speak in Vegas. True, true.
0: But then again, we're With not doing one session. We actually are doing two
1: sessions. Two sessions, yes. But let's save the next one to the next podcast. Oh, ooh, yeah, mysterious, so, um, mysterious. <laughs> I uh of course I can't find my notes at all from uh, yesterday's my ideas about uh, what we should do today. Oh, okay. Yeah, See because you had a really
0: a really cool new app that you were playing around with something to um what's that called? Uh the mind map uh, application but that was Oh yes, that's right. You know, it was more like a Star Trek mind mapping tool.
1: It was cool. It created dashboards from Star Trek. It did look a very much like that, but yes. Yeah. No, we were, we were basically uh, looking yesterday about, actually, it goes back to episode 24, I believe. I'd need to pull up the presentation to get the, the right one. But basically, um, our Christmas party. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to our Christmas party where we had some really good friends on to chat over a drink or two. And um, part of the conversation with Christine Wheeler and with Anna Chu was really about how close we can get to the business to be able to make Office 365 successful. And we've been thinking about Search and Cortex and those people that listened to the last podcast, uh, we realized that subject matter experts were kind of so important. Yeah, But we were also looking around... um, this whole concept of B 2 B, you know, business to business working, and so uh, I'd kind of like to introduce the term of IT to B, so that B 2 IT or IT to B to IT. I, I think it's probably B 2 IT, isn't it? Yeah, B to it. Yeah, don't go beating yeah. your IT people but yeah no beating your it people
0: uh, uh, yeah, we've got, uh, see we've got uh, so many
1: opportunities with this uh, but anyway business to information technology yeah that direction literally where you know there's so many things that we don't know about the business we're consultants okay we go into businesses for months at a time potentially and if we're really lucky that gets extended of course um, actually, because we're really good, it almost certainly does get extended. But that's just me saying how cool we are. All right, so we spend a couple of years there. Yeah. But as, as consultants, we focus literally on what we're doing, which is rolling out Office 365, maybe building SharePoint sites, building solutions, workflows, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we never really ever get to understand the business as such. Yeah? True, we know True. what the outline is. Yeah, and. We don't really uh, walk I, in their shoes. That's true. No, that say that again. That's really cool. We don't walk in their shoes. I like that because that, that really is how I feel sometimes. When you need to say, so who is actually head of production? And somebody that works there will go, oh, you need to go talk to Charlie. He's been around here for 40 odd years. There's nothing about production in this organization that he doesn't know. And we kind of never get to know those people as con- as consultants, <clears throat> but because sometimes not IT doesn't r- either.
0: Really, in the in the hierarchy as a manager, but they're just been around for so long that that everybody recognizes their skill set and their experience and stuff
1: like that. Yeah, no, I agree, and it doesn't matter what business you're in; it's always people business. Oh yeah,
0: yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So I, I actually, the- actually had a last week. I had a. Um, a teams demo that i was giving to 15 something managers and i actually uh, it's a company that that is really doing like real stuff not like we're just selling words and talking in the air and farting and stuff like that these these were actually people that were building and selling like real materialistic stuff and I had, a, I had a, a meeting with them I was giving <laughs> them oh, an brilliant. inspiration session around teams, what, they, what it could mean for them, how it could be and I have to say these were all like little older on the scale of, of people um, and uh, today I got some of the feedback and the feedback was that I was being too funny this was not a laughing matter we don't want gifs and giffies in teams this is serious stuff you need to be a serious person if you want to convince us. So I was wow. being too funny.
1: You was being too relaxed about this.
0: Yeah. So I really want to talk to subject matter experts, but I also want it to be like fun and chill and relaxed and not stuck up and whatever.
1: So I'm guessing that you don't really mind if you don't go back to this organization and work for them anyway.
0: Um well I know what their IT looks like and uh let's say that I'm I'm it's okay. I'm I'm happy to give this one a pass.
1: Yeah, but at the yeah. end of the day a few days work is a few days work so
0: That is very true because also last week I had a talk about a really big project that would fill me like next 2-3 years full time um, and I have no idea if I should go for it because I also love to do these small projects and one, one day here, two days there, three days there. I just love that. And just being stuck in the same place for a number of years, I'm not sure if I really want to do that.
1: But No, no. I, that's why we're consultants in many ways. Uh, we go in, we make a difference, we walk away, we get a lot of job satisfaction out of it. And it's a great life balance if that's the way you want to work it. Um, mm. It's never the same for me, of course, because I get so addicted to the people that I'm working for. I end up working 10 or 12 hours a day, especially in lockdown. Oh, yes. And uh, so yes. it's that much more difficult to do. Yep. But it's part of the farm. But but going back to, to this experience you had, helping a people understand that IT is an integrated part of what they do is also part of the transformation that we kind of have to deliver when you do adoption.
0: True, true, true. Because IT is a service to the business. And we need to make sure that they can do their job without any problems, without any hindrance. And yeah.
1: It depends really on the organization, of course. It's always the same as that every single time. But the organization, if they never laugh, they never take a tea break or a coffee break, they never go for a drink after work, they never have team lunches or team dinners, then that's fine. They actually don't want giffies and fun and, and everything yeah, else.
0: sure, yeah.
1: But, but also, that's where innovation and ideas and out-of-the-box thinking comes from. Yes. So, so an organization that is truly over-process-driven Tends to stick with those same processes without reviewing them, or without thinking, without developing, without changing, without failing, without learning from failure, oh. because their objective is to get one hundred one hundred percent of the their objective is to get one hundred percent efficiency. Yep. yeah. So you going in there with a few colourful GIFs, my friend, may actually take them to the next level. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Anyway. So next time they say, this is serious stuff, okay? No GIF is here. You can say, but you need this to grow.
0: Also, also I have to say, this this was, of course, a meeting in Teams uh, instead of me being there in person. So there's, of course, a, a social distance between me and the audience. So you don't really get to see very well how they are acting upon the way I do my stuff.
1: So. That's true. I mean, 80% of our conversations is about body language. It is. So.
0: And that is also why, because we're both, you're, you're in your place, I'm in my place. Um, we're 60 kilometers apart from each other. That is also why we're recording this, but we also have video of each other. That's why we can read each other's body language. So it is, it is that important, Absolutely. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Yes, that one finger says so much. Exactly.
1: Sometimes the smallest things. (laughs) It is true. We've just, uh, like a lot of organizations, you know, everybody working uh, outside of the office and the bandwidth and the changes designed for, you know, maybe a few hundred people on VPN at the same time. And now there's several thousand people on the VPN at the same time. So it was, turn the cameras off, please, uh, to try and save the bandwidth. Uh, so restructuring of the network and a redesign enabled the cameras to be turned on again. Yeah. And, well, uh, and now only, people only- are turning the cameras off. Yeah. They're now turning the cameras off because they haven't been able to get their hair cut for the last two months. So now they <laughs> they don't want to show the video on there. But yeah, you were saying only...
0: No, no, no. You're talking about haircuts. What did you do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I guess I opened myself up for this. Yes, Well, I did. was yeah. due for a haircut when they shut all the hairdressers down. And I, I think I put up with it for about two weeks. And I kind of really got annoyed with it. And and to be honest, uh, you had your man bun a few months ago, you know, <laughs> yes. and you were experimenting you never with your, let me your forget hair. It. No, never ever. Uh, <laughs> all those that love you, my friend, we will always remind you of the man bun, Moraine's man bun. But I mean, uh, when I was your age, well, maybe a little longer, younger than your age, my hair was down between my shoulder blades. And I've seen it was the pictures. A big, thick yeah. head of hair, and I loved it long. I couldn't grow it long anymore, I have to say. Um, and I was telling somebody the other day about this and the fact that society at the time, so kind of 90s, mid 90s, or whatever it is, um, it actually stopped me getting promoted. So I had my hair cut off, and then I was invited to as a director on several boards. But, and one of them actually said, Well, yeah, your hair was stopping you do it before and and that to me kind of just came across about the fact that people just a bit like a bit like this company you've just mentioned but attitude of people is kind of being in the wrong place and it kind of means it's a bit like a, a waterfall project you know it's mm-hmm. just not right um in terms of taking You know, people's hair length as their level of intelligence or capability of adding value to the same thing
0: with skin color, same thing with gender, same thing with so many things.
1: It is happening together. That was the other thing that I I saw this week talking about some technology before we become a social podcast. Uh, (laughs) Microsoft have added a bunch of stuff to correct your, um, uh, not just your grammar now, but also your. Position on, what's the the word I'm looking for? Acceptability? No. Um, inclusion. Inclusion.
0: Yes, I so actually it, turned it all on. By the way, yeah. Did you? So you can turn it off. You can turn. It's off by default, but you can turn it on. So there's a a, a new um, few checkboxes that you can check in Word, in the settings of Word, where you can actually. Um, have the new editor functionality that is actually looking at how you're describing things or how you're writing stuff. It can actually check if you have gender bias or other bias uh, in your uh, text that you've been writing. And you can actually check mark those to uh, have that checked in your in your uh, text as well.
1: I wonder whether there's a bit of an argument that goes off in here. So your gender bias actually makes it grammatically incorrect so behind the scenes in your word document the grammar's going no 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 that needs to be he and then the uh, the uh, the other software is sitting there going no 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 it's definitely them okay and they sit down and have an argument and Perhaps. you just sit there and yeah. little bubbles pop up on the yeah. screen but AI that would AI be way too much fun we need yeah. to be serious yeah anyway i no, can't
0: but that, find is, the, that uh, is definitely Nah, don't don't worry. Uh, but that no, is definitely one of the one of the cool things uh, that was added. Uh, if if we're talking about cool things, I already mentioned it a few times. There are a few really cool things coming out uh, in the next few weeks. And the thing that I'm mostly excited about is the um, uh, planner integration of the message center. So for years, I've been doing uh, presentations on how to keep your organization up to date with the never-ending flow of new Office 365 functionalities, Um, how to keep yourself up to date. There's this evergreen waterfall of new functionality coming from Microsoft, and uh, you got the message center to keep on top. And what you can now have already is that you can have an email saying like, oh, these are the new things that are coming out, that's really cool but what is now coming out is that you can actually select the planner plan and all the messages in the message center they're actually gonna be added as tasks in your planner so that you can actually review them um, mark them as important if you want uh, or just delete them if they're not important or if they've been handled so that you actually have accountable steps that you can do something with so you can have your whole it department on there and then you can actually say okay this is a it's a thing about uh voice this is a thing about networking this is a thing about sharepoint this is a thing about onedrive you can actually send those or assign these to the right people so i think that is brilliant it
1: is a brilliant
0: functionality
1: I think I came across a new feature over the weekend, and I was thinking, "Oh, yeah, I must actually um, tell my business about this." Because I, I, got to the, I was in PowerPoint and do insert, and I wanted to insert a new picture, and I noticed there was a new menu item on it. So oh. not only can I insert a picture now from this device and my online pictures, I can now also insert an image from stock images.
0: As a PowerPoint.
1: new option on PowerPoint. Yes. Ooh, and I've just clicked cool. on it and wait while we load stock pictures. And nice. there's this beautiful option for, for stock images. Oh, that is so, cool. Yeah. Because so many cool, people,
0: actually. me included, uh, are just grabbing pictures from Google and pictures that have trademarks or, or copyrights or whatever. And then,
1: yeah, this is so one of the other awesome. things. I've, yeah, it is awesome. It is very awesome. One of the other things that I like is the new design ideas. I do like designer um, being told. And I now realize that most of those really cool Microsoft slides that they show at Ignite and we think they're nicely laid out. And I had this vision of hundreds of thousands of dollars being spent with marketing companies going through (laughs) the presentations. No, not at all. If you want to do a little experiment, take a a new slide and just take a, a standard bullet slide and put right across the top travel in the header and then in the next bullet put car bus and train and then go to the design tab and select design ideas and it will actually put little pictures of cars and trains and buses next to your words where it's kind of done the word read and kind of made you know the effort so on a call today with people cuz we were saying those slides are very wordy and I went listen this is what you need to do and I took them through exactly that example and then, and it didn't work. And I'm going, oh, and it turned out that the template the organization was making everybody use was kicking out all the design stuff.
0: Uh, so, word
1: of warning for everybody, if you have templates, just make sure whatever it takes. And to be honest, I have no answers for you, but there must be a set of standards around that tells is. you to design the templates. That I'm sure there is. And Moraine will put it in the notes and in about six months' time and tell you where to find it. <laughs> how, how far behind are you on notes, my friend? <laughs> I'm actually writing number
0: uh, 26, so I'm nine episodes nine behind. behind. Yes. Yeah, nine
1: weeks times wow. two, 18 weeks. There we go. doesn't yeah, really matter. Yeah. Maybe we should stop. Maybe you should leave a gap. No,
0: no, 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 no. Because actually for episode 33 and 34, they're also written, but I just want to publish them when I get to them so'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to do at least one a week until i'm i'm, I'm back
1: all right anyway I'm, I wasn't dissing you. I was just joking about with you yeah. but but seriously, what just watch your templates when you When you do anything in, in an office environment, you need a test environment you don't need a test tenant necessarily, but you do need laptops sitting there that are uh, on the advanced release stuff that allows you to test all the changes and, and everything else. Use those to test these templates because the really cool features this whole organization is missing out on. So they're investing millions going across to Office 365, Pro Tools, making sure they're on the update program, and then using the old templates that don't allow you to actually use the new features. So that's on my list of something I need to do once, uh, once I've managed to roll out some SharePoint sites next week. Well, actually, nearly 5,000 of them, but that's beside the point. <laughs> cool. So that was my, hey. uh, my new find this week.
0: Cool. So actually, we've been talking almost for a half an hour and we've been just been rambling on and there's not really any structure here, as, as do we always, like as always when we are talking to each other. But um, I, I said like 20 minutes ago that we actually knew what we were talking about and um, for once that we did have a topic. And then we briefly touched on it and then we kind of got sidetracked. So So
1: I was actually about about, to do... Yeah, go ahead. No, go on. You finish off. One thing, this new system we're using for our lockdown is talking together actually causes the the vibration of the sound and it goes, so uh, I will stop talking and let you finish. But I was about to do a nice segue back into our subject, but you blew it for me
0: again i i stepped on your parade again don't worry you know just just cut this part out of the podcast and then you can just have your little segue
1: okay so i'm going to cut this bit out All right. So, everybody, I actually won the lottery today. And if you email the word lotto to Steve Dolby, I'll send you 100,000 euros. But it doesn't matter. You'll never hear this because I'm going to cut this bit out. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) going back to where I was (laughs) talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder how many lottos I'm going to get. All right. Um, But things like that feature about the picture with the stock images, um, things like the design stuff. These kinds of things creep into Office 365 and we don't even see them. Yeah, we do, you may know about them. Um, I was going through the roadmap the other day. Stuff appears without being in the roadmap. And we kind of get all excited about them. I mentioned this last week about the background images in Teams. Yeah, Our circle of friends and colleagues and peers, they go, oh, yeah, cool background. And I think I said I was on a meeting and everybody was bloody changing their background and going nuts about it. Yeah. But do the business see value in that? And that's the, the thing about this sort of B2IT business is that, you know, rather than, hey, look, this is new things that are happening. It's really cool. They may not give a flying fig that oh, they no. can actually do that. Well, so they, they actually do because when they're
0: um, using Zoom to talk to their grandkids, They can actually have all kinds of functionality and they can't have it with stupid Teams because Teams is something stupid from Microsoft and it's only been serious and it's only in the office. And I want to use something like Zoom just like I can with my grandkids so I can have funny faces and funny backgrounds and blah, 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 blah. And I don't need to log in when I want to. Uh, do something and I don't need to be invited. I can just walk all right,
1: into all right, a room. All right. Listen, you have to stop talking to your mother before we come on this podcast, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but is that really true? I mean, the fact that people do get this kind of functionality and we have seen, for example, we haven't yet rolled out forms for everybody and yet we're seeing people going for interactive tools off the web and Mm-hmm. Um, I, I currently work in a financial organization, so we don't really want people going out to, to share stuff, even though I'm fairly sure about what they share. In fact, I'm sure they are. But how do you decide that a business needs that functionality and it's going to add value? So, even if it's just an extra tab like stock images on pictures, okay, first of all, can we legally use them in, in terms of what we're doing? So, I, somebody needs to go and check the terms of use, secondly. Do the internal communications people want to control what type of image users, people use on their presentation? Secondly, compliance and regulation from a financial perspective. Is there any issue about things being put onto slides and then transmitted outside the organization? The organization you've just spoke about, we are not allowed to have an image that might be making people smile on any of our presentations. So, you know, so there's a kind of set of standards. So just to put that tab on there from an adoption perspective, a checking, there's probably 50 hours of work, meetings, getting approvals before you even start about communicating it and adopting it. So do you do that for every new thing or do you find some way of getting guidance from the business that's yes, we need it and no, we don't? And then the next question I have just to sort of before I move on or I'll stop talking and let you respond is if I have 100 people in my organization, how many people need to say, yes, I need that feature before you actually put the effort into enabling it? If you can turn it off.
0: Mm-hmm. All, all very valid points. Absolutely. So, yes, as a, as a company, I have now access to stock images, but I also want to add my company's stock images in there. So maybe I've, my marketing team maybe has like 500 images that we are using for our own slides, but I just want to have them be available to my team or to my company as well to make their slides look pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So I think this whole B2IT thing that I've got going off here that, that I'm kind of trying to develop some ideas around is about IT knowing what the business will accept and what the business won't accept. And the only way you can do that is by having a, a situation where you can regularly talk and communicate with the business. One of the contracts we did together some years ago, um, we met with the business every second Friday afternoon for two or three hours. Yeah, We ran this kind of podcast and conversation and gave everybody the opportunity to ask questions and, and get them appropriately answered. But a lot of organizations don't go down that line. A lot of organizations, oh, we're rolling out product X, so we'll start talking about it four weeks before the release date, and this is our communications plan. And they don't have that relationship with, with the business anymore, with IT. So how do you fix that?
0: That is because they are not used to working with evergreen solutions. They're used to working with... Uh, let's say office 2010 and they just had it in their organization for the next six years or they bought some piece of software that they didn't update for the next five years so that is how they're used to work but now with this office 365 with this never-ending stream of improvements and new functionalities and things that are changing you need to manage this in a different way you need to say look as we did in that project like we need to have a bi-weekly or three-weekly maybe even a monthly meeting with a number of people from the organization itself So that we can talk about all the things that are changing and to see if they have value, to see if we need to turn them off, to see if we need to have some regulations about it, to see if we need to promote it, if we need to communicate about it, so that everybody in the organization can use the best version of Office 365.
1: Okay, it absolutely makes sense. So it's easy to do, is it? Um, That's what I thought. So let's think of it this way: How many times, how many times have you been in a meeting, okay, with business people, and you ask a question, and there is a resounding clatter of silence?
0: Every time.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So it's not just about giving people the opportunity to have those conversations. I think we're great evangelists for this stuff. I know we are with the way we sell it to people and the way that we be able to tell them the advantages and the value Mm -hmm. and you know i'm going to start talking about agile at some point in this conversation but that's not where i want (laughs) to go to at the moment you need to provide an environment where people can come to you about anything and not just because they have a problem now but they the, the business know they have a responsibility for telling it the things they will need not now Hey, I need a list, please, to track the sizes of people's shoes on their safety records. Yeah. But also, in nine months' time, we will be rolling out a new program for a new product 123, which basically means we need to think about this and we need to identify that. And uh, can you just put on your chart that we will need to run 17 videos and we need a training program that we'd like to run on a site? But they don't do that. And I don't know why they don't do that. And trying to help them understand how important that is used to be the IT director's role. And uh, when I was an IT director in the dot-com world, one of the things that we did on a regular basis was actually hold conferences with the business about what they need, what they understand, the strategy where IT is going. Did the same with tobacco companies in uh, Switzerland. And I'm trying to think where I also did it before. Oh, I remember um, at one of the colleges in London, the first thing I did was I identified all the IT people and took them away for a three-day conference on the kind of service that IT needed providing all of their departments. And And it really is, it takes a lot of work. But the value that comes from it, when they can be open and honest and transparent... And there's the agile thing. And you can get them to suggest things that we can test, that we can fail and build on and, and have that process. So it is important, but it's different for every organization and it's not easy to do.
0: No, and I've, I've been trying to promote it. I even built a small business around it. A small business that would let organizations know every few weeks about all the things that are changing. There are so many other consultants doing a weekly or bi-weekly podcast telling you about all the things that are changing as well. Um, but how can you get the business interested in what you're saying or the message that you're delivering or the new capabilities that they have? How can you get them excited about I think about the point it?
1: is, I think getting them excited is great understanding the value of it is is really that much more difficult. And I think getting them into the point of a mindset. I had a, a recent customer, not one that I work with on a regular basis. And they were getting a lot of problems and questions and queries from the business about how IT runs their projects and they're always failing and they never do what they need to do and that we know the best thing to tell IT on how to do their jobs blah 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 so we ran a number of sessions that basically gave them the capability to be very open and honest about what they needed what what the problems were etc cetera, etc cetera. i don't know the figures okay but but off the top of my head it was 86.73% of the comments were just negative complaints they weren't actually about where the business was going, its strategic direction, what it needed help with, how something needed to be delivered, what kind of communications the business needed to tell IT. And then for IT couldn't actually define their strategy. So what tended to happen is the business carried on doing their thing with the right hand moving forward and IT did their thing with the left hand moving forward. And the points of communications in the middle were very rare. And even given the opportunity, the business really didn't know how to communicate with anybody else. And I think we see this all the time with silos. Sales is not talking to marketing, marketing not talking to production. And those sort of things are just business issues as well.
0: There was one moment in time when the business was actually coming to IT. There was one moment in time, I can remember it, so very clearly and that was when the iPad was introduced and managers were given an iPad and they went to IT to get the iPad on the network to get all kinds of apps and to start working on that I can clearly remember that that was the moment and IT came to uh, that business came to IT to uh, talk about what they want what they wanted to do, what they wanted to have, how they wanted to work. And IT listened. IT gave them suggestions, gave them applications, gave them new ways of working. And And they all lived happily ever after.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Depends how secure you wanted it to be.
0: Yeah. And also, to be honest, most of those managers got an iPad and they... Just gave it to their children to watch Netflix or to do Fruit Ninja or whatever. Yeah,
1: I think there was a, a value with iPad, wasn't there? That allowed it, it was it was made all these old directors feel young again. They got a, a, an iPad. Yes. So I get the added value, and it no, tried I, I to don't. Disconnect. I
0: don't. I I actually don't. I have no idea what an iPad does in a work environment because it doesn't no, the... uh, it doesn't have a keyboard, you can't type on it, you can't easily like type an email, redact a document it's yeah.
1: uh, the frustrations of i t
0: yeah I've got a customer where they have been giving a number of their consultants an iPad instead of a laptop, and they're all complaining because they all have to they're they're all going by train and they're all doing a one hour or one hour and a half train ride every day to the office and one hour back to home. And they really want to work on that train. They have been given an iPad. They've been given some kind of uh, 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 wireless networking thingy so that they don't have to use their own phone uh, for wireless network. A dongle. That's the word I was looking for, but I didn't want to be (laughs) impolite. But it was... Well, I, I, I don't understand. So I've, I see a few people that have been going to some kind of Chinese online retailer that we all know and love. And they've been buying like these little keyboards for their iPad so that they can actually properly do work. Because an iPad is a consumption device. It's not a production device.
1: So let's just review where we are then. So IT telling the business what technology they need doesn't always work. The business telling IT what technology they need doesn't doesn't always work. work. (laughs) So the answer has to be to try and create this sort of mutually working environment where the business and IT can share their needs and aspirations and actually come up with a common vision about where they need to go to. So everybody knows they're working in the right direction.
0: And the problem is that we're
1: kind of, we're at 45 minutes into the podcast and we do not anywhere near have enough time to actually explore this a little bit further. So basically, because the SharePoint event that used to be in Las Vegas is now going to be virtual, everybody should come and listen to our sessions there. What is the event called? You're the one with the young memory. The global... You see, the problem is we come across the fence. Anyway, everybody should log on and we'll have this sorted out. Come to our session on working with the business, uh, search and working with the business and project cortex. And we will then have a great solution and some great ideas and some of our experiences uh, on how you can make sure you have a common environment with the business and the event is
0: the event is called the microsoft 365 virtual marathon
1: the virtual marathon yeah. okay so yeah catch up with them and we'll explore it a little bit further and now... they have
0: all kinds of really good speakers so you've got jeff deeper mark cashman you've got uh what's her name the, the project lady um, Next lady Naomi, you've got
1: Steve Dolby,
0: you've got Maran Soms, you've got <laughs> so many awesome, world-class speakers speaking there.
1: Ah! Oh. And we're going to launch our new intro video as well at the event. That will be the highlight Uh-oh. of the whole two oh, days.
0: Oh oh! I was actually yesterday after our talk, I was so mad at myself that I didn't talk to you about that because I just love when you showed it to me I loved it and I just totally didn't talk about it yesterday and I feel so sorry about that
1: We were we were illegal yesterday we were actually in the same house sharing a little food a little time together a little VR time true and uh, and then we have a podcast 60 kilometers apart <laughs> instead <laughs> of just doing it yesterday. Ah, it all is. right, that's okay. But I'm glad you like it. Hopefully, that with that little project on the side will will come out and we'll uh, we'll launch that video at that event uh, yeah. for our first basically Office 365 live podcast uh, at the um well we SharePoint we, tr- we tried 365. We tried event.
0: it once. We tried it once last year. Yeah, to do I a lot. We else. had too much
1: whiskey around that one.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, uh, let's not talk about that one anymore.
1: But, but this, hey, no, listen, this, I know what was wrong with there. We had technical issues yes. and it was the end of a long day with people. Ab- so. Absolutely.
0: But this one is like is a proper session at an event. We'll be talking about how to work with the business to get Microsoft 365 search up and running so that everyone is happy. So I'm really looking forward to that because this will be a business focused session A little bit of technology sprayed on top of it. So, yeah, I'm looking And it's basically because
1: we believe that you can't do this kind of thing anymore without that close relationship with the business. Yeah. And I think it's going to get more and more with Cortex. We said this last time. So I honestly think that the new applications are really going to gray the area between IT and the business. So you heard it here first. In 20 years' time, when you're reading these books and go, yes, Steve Dolby and Moraine, I remember it well. May 2020 launched this concept of B2IT. (laughs) I'm smelling whiskey now. I was
0: just saying, I'm I'm seeing you like waving that whiskey around and I can almost smell it up to here. (laughs) Which is, of course, impossible.
1: I get that, but... I do. No, that's okay. Uh, the mind can do strange things. Exactly. So it's a single malt Highland Scotch whiskey that we're tasting today. It's actually from the Tobermory uh, Distillery. Um, I'm actually reading. It says Highland on here, but that's not true, is it?
0: No, it's from the Isle of Mull
1: uh so i think it's well we'll have to check that one out a little bit but it's from a um private bottling company again so this one's it's actually flavier it's a a website that i use to get a reasonable amount of uh, my whiskey from Uh, i use it for a lot of my notes i have their virtual bar and all that kind of stuff they Mm -hmm. uh, run a private labeling called deer bear and moose i love the marketing it's all about these three things wandering around scotland looking for spare barrels of whiskey and they found a barrel <laughs> from 1995. Yes, and uh, that is uh, what we're doing. It's from the Tobamuri Distillery, yeah. and they actually and, released uh,
0: bottles in 2016 of this.
1: Yes, yes, I know that we were towards the end of it. So yeah, um, yeah. So it is actually uh, Highland and the Islands. They call it so the region that the whiskey is. Island and the and the islands. Wow, that's actually yeah, but that's a, that's just that's
0: just the whole of Scotland. It's just Highlands and Islands. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, just that's Scotland.
1: That's true. And locks. Oh well, yeah. Oh, but this it is it is gorgeous. We saw this absolutely. and made a bid for it, and actually, yes, uh, I, I got this area. It is so fruity and nice. I'm not sure it's going to be Moraine's favorite, but there's a lot mm. of fruity depth to it.
0: I was actually thinking like, oh is Steve actually gonna like this? Because this has a lot of sherry cask in the nose.
1: Yeah, but I can get I get peaches out of this and lemon. I do get that. This says apparently I'm supposed to get some mint, but I don't get that at the moment. Not without the taste anyway.
0: I I Um, I I get that mint a little bit. I but it's it's really like those those lemon mint leaves that you actually put in your mouth uh, that you ah, can yeah, just yeah, yeah it's something like that and I, I definitely get that it's not minty like mentos breath mentalizers but uh, it's more of this no.
1: so yeah i like the mm-hmm. uh, so i mean the color is pale gold it is a beautiful color it looks clean uh, and light and bright and that that color actually represents yeah. Yeah, where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I like the the uh, the notes I'm looking at here. Have a great description. It says peach, hints of lychee, which I do get. A ripe pear, uh, biscuit, and dried plums, that evolve into a the fruit biscuit. orchard bonanza. No, I don't get the yeah. biscuit either. But it evolves into a fruit orchard bonanza. Yes. Nice. What
0: going yes. to yes. taste like after a sip? That is today? true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm especially
1: looking forward. you are going to tell people about this whiskey. Mm -hmm. Go on, we're talking together. We should stop doing that. You're especially looking forward to what, Moraine?
0: To the finish, because it says it has a buttery finish that makes you chew on it.
1: Ooh, anticipation, anticipation. But in terms of the aroma, um, I forgot completely what I was about to say. So that's fine. (laughs) Oh, I know. I was going to say, it's all right us telling these people about this particular whiskey, but they're never going to be able to get a copy of it it is so rare now it is just not possible and that's the advantage of the private bottlers all right because they get a barrel and it's usually one or two of that barrel of that age it's the end of a distillery run it's a test barrel uh so yeah to get a copy of this and a taste is interesting mm, i want to taste it yeah
0: go for it man so, in taste, we should get some sugarcane sweetness and honey and brine. Spices, green apples. Oh. And I see you just chewing
1: on the aftertaste, so it must be it is, a buttery it finish. It is. Oh. A hint of that popcorn is in there again. I know it doesn't say anything about that, but...
0: No, I'm hmm. still still pretty sure that's you just getting a heart
1: attack. <laughs> You said that before, didn't you?
0: Yeah peach and lemon peel mixed with a kind of leathery leathery undertones mm. I've been warming up my glass a little bit to uh, get this all in, but i'm I'm just
1: waiting until you're able to speak again. after the uh, the taste the the nose really then does gets a lot more depth to it, and I quite like the smell of whiskey. I can smell whiskey for a long, long time as long as it has that depth in here and this really really does the lychees come out after you've tasted it on the nose Mm. i i I don't know what our our whiskey tastings taste like i've listened to a lot of people going oh yeah fact fact taste fact, fact taste and we just sit here smelling it all the time and making these wonderful noises like it's this is whiskey porn in action you know
0: Mm. Oh, if this is whiskey porn, I just came in my trousers because <laughs> this this is so incredibly delicious! Wow, wow! I just I just had my first sip and I I because when I warmed up the glass, I could clearly smell peaches, uh, smell the pears very very much. And then I had this first sip, and I got that mint, and I got those spices, and it's wow. Jeez.
1: It is lovely, isn't it?
0: This is one of the best whiskies I've ever drank in my life.
1: Especially it's a non-smoky one, and for you to say that.
0: But still it's it, it, it's not it's not that super unsmoky. It has a bit of that peaty undertone in there
1: a bit of no, that I'm leather. Not sure it's peaty. No. The thing that comes across with the taste for me is it's 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 harsh but not in a bad way. So that that finish is all down the sides the both sides of your tongue at the back of the throat and it kind of just hangs in there like it's kind of grabbing on and it doesn't want to let go. And then you start to get the green apples coming out of it. Uh, on the taste and then that buttery finish um, I am, I don't really want to finish this
0: no me neither I have I'm no choice gonna, I'm going to add a little bit of water to it
1: oh, I don't want to just to see what it's going to do to it this gets better and better yeah. sip after sip the problem is we it.
0: only have three sips of it I and know. then it's finished so we need to cherish this moment. So thank you, dear listeners, to be with us in this sacred moment.
1: So what does the water do, my friend? Not a lot with the looks of your oh. face.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. Definitely. So the, the, the first two seconds are... You get more of these, these green apples instead of those pears. But then after two seconds, it just explodes in the back of your mouth. Really, try it with a little bit of water. Try it. I'm, uh, saving, it a, explodes. I'm saving a
1: few sips on the bottom, and I'm going to add water in a minute or two. Because it means I have to walk through to my uh, water machine to get the pure water. So I shall wait and see.
0: Wow. Oof. And definitely that mint coming in there as well. Definitely I shall with look a bit of yes. in a minute. Yes. Yeah.
1: There's something about these bottlers isn't there that adds a level of extra quality to it. So basically what happens is that well there's a number of things that happen. But if a distillery has a couple of spare barrels that they don't want to you know do as a mass run they then put it up for a kind of auction and there's um middlemen that collect all these barrels together and and mm-hmm. then these bottlers go to these places and make a bid, and, and buy those kinds of barrels. But because that person is buying this barrel, in this case of Tobermory 1995, and the Lecce um, one that I have, which is 12 years old Lecce, you've got the 10-year-old, I know, mm-hmm. and the 12-year-old in the barrel. And also the um, um, the other one I bought my uh, from the Kilbegan distillery. Again, all private bottlers. They're already pre-tasting it. So they're already saying this is a little different and that's the one I want to buy because they're not going to buy a barrel that doesn't taste right. A distillery will experiment with a barrel because it's just one yeah. of a thousand barrels that they're yeah. dealing with. Mm-hmm. But somebody that's buying that one barrel, you know, and they don't have many. I mean, I think the, uh, the ones that we talked about before and the 12-year-old Lecce and uh, the Kilbegan one, uh, he has kind of 300 barrels or something in store, which is not a lot. Because, you know, they don't have to have a master brewer and they don't have to make it and they don't have to store it. It's just buy the barrel, store the barrel, two or three people, bottle it with an external bottler and the way they go. But it means that they do provide a level of quality to it. And I think I appreciate that. I think I'm going to start looking for a few more of these bottlers and kind of see what they're doing. But we should also add they are more expensive.
0: Oh oh because absolutely. But but this one they're is also instantly rare. Yeah, but this one is also twenty years old. So maybe yes, that is cool. probably also where a lot of that complexity is coming from. With all that all that being in the barrel for so long.
1: Yeah. That no, that is really, really nice. I mm-hmm. like that. I've saved a little bit and uh, after the podcast I'm gonna drop a a touch of water in that, and I'm going to yeah. enjoy that a little more. I can already anticipate the kind of spicy green apples, which I love in a whiskey. My uh, the, the writer's tears Irish one that I oh, I yeah, buy several bottles yes. of that. That, yes. that is great, and I love the smell as soon as you take the lid off of those apples. But that's cool. So, mm-hmm. um, if you get chance, Deer, Bear, and Moose is the uh, bottler. Uh, it's the Tobermory 1995. Brand or uh, age yeah. of whiskey uh, it's gone down very very well with the experts at office three six five distilled and uh, yeah it yeah. it has a five star recommendation
0: oh and if you get a bottle of this invite us because it I don't care where you live i i will if you invite me, I will come over and I will zip this whiskey together with you because this is This is really amazing. Wow. Yeah, I love that. Mm. On the label
1: of the bottle, it actually said, tasting is believing. It's it's pretty cool. Nice. All right. Well, that highlight, I think, brings us uh, into our one hour and 24 seconds. Wow. So it's time to kind of close this down. It really
0: went, it flew by. and I, I actually wanted to talk about so many topics, well, really about that one search topic, really want to dig deep with you into that topic like we did yesterday, and like just talk about our conclusions dig a little deeper, have that conversation and we totally didn't do that and we went completely in another r- direction and it's all fine with me because I had this amazing whiskey thank you
1: <laughs> you're welcome brother, you're more than mm. welcome, but I think we did a lot we, we really... I hope made people understand that if they want to go down the line of setting up search and again we will cover this in more detail over the next few podcasts because we're we're basically basically we were working last time on project cortex and identifying that you can only really do this uh with understanding what the business requirements are and search is the same i mean uh, i i work in a number of industries do i know all the acronyms for example no, I don't. Do I know what documentation they need to pick up on particular search terms? No, I don't. Okay. The business do. Those subject matter experts, they can tell you the kind of search terms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. So B to IT is a real thing. It has to be done. And we're going to start developing more ideas around this and the kind of workshops and sessions that IT and the business need to put in together. And again, we'll tell you about those in the, uh, the virtual SharePoint event uh, that should be coming from Las Vegas. <sighs> it's actually in a few weeks. So by the time this episode yeah.
0: gets out, it's in two or three weeks. Ten days
1: so, away or something. Yeah, yeah I get mm-hmm. it. All right. Well, yeah, we'll make sure that we've uh, got reference to it in the description, so even if the the uh, the notes aren't finished uh, we will at least have a reference to it in the <laughs> description for the podcast yeah mm-hmm. that's okay i get it don't worry we're yep. we're all cool so i think it's uh, i'll say my usual goodbyes and then i'll hand over to moraine to do his usual you know closing dross about how you should tell us what you <laughs> think and stuff like that so it's si steve here on Twitter, and uh, yeah, just search for Cy Steve S-E-I-S-T-E-V-E, find me on Twitter, and all that kind of stuff, ask me a question, and uh, I will try and get back to you as and when, and if not, I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and uh, I hope you're staying safe. So it's a goodbye from Steve.
0: And it's a goodbye from me, Maran Somers, and indeed, as Steve just said, uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on... We, we, we've we got Instagram these days. We've got a little bit of LinkedIn going on these days. Uh, but still feel free to just add us on whatever platform you want. Um, if you want to see pictures of my cigars and of what I'm eating, then definitely follow me on Instagram. If you want to hear me ramble about technical stuff, please follow me on Twitter. And if you just want to be my friend and enjoy whiskey with me just add me on facebook then can i be your friend you're already my friend on all (laughs) all the platforms on
1: all the platforms cool anyway
0: thank you dear listeners for uh putting up with us for 35 episodes um it's amazing and we're definitely gonna make 35
1: more i hope so yeah thanks guys cheers
0: If I give you a bottle, will that help you hit the road?
1: That would be awesome. If only we could put whiskey in the cloud and build an app to download it straight into the glass.
0: And you said I was the millennial. All right. Out, out. Thank you, miss. See
1: you next time.
0: Oh, Steve, you know what? You
1: know what we forgot to talk about? Next time, Moran. On the next, Office 365.